Welcome to episode four of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. This podcast tackles local, first-class and international cricket from an Australian perspective, um, with a focus on state cricket. My name is Ross. Let me introduce the team. A second-generation gloved artisan, the boy from the wrong side of the tracks, come good. Welcome, David. Hello, Ross. Uh, just a quick numbers update. There's now more people listening to us than attending the first test between Australia and New Zealand, so they would be pretty happy about that one. That's <laughs> uh, fine. Folks love it. <laughs> it wouldn't be hard. The numbers haven't been great there in Brizzy. Um, our man with his ear to the ground on all things local cricket and club politics, welcome, Michael. Hello, gents. Welcome. Uh, Australia's number one Nathan Lyon fan, our groundskeeping guru, welcome back, Alex. Hey guys, good to be back. Hey, welcome back, Alex. Plenty yeah. to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So today we're coming to you from our twin studios. I'm in the Alex Doolan studios, and the rest of the crew are in the Aaron Finch studios. And <laughs> thanks to the magic of Skype, uh, we're, we are connected. So um, let's have a look at our first segment, which is local cricket. Mick, have you got some standout performances in uh, local comps for men and women? Yeah, so I've got um, so I've got a couple of uh, standouts. So we'll start, firstly, um, we'll start off with a women's performance. So we've got a uh, friend of the show, uh, Cassie Brock. She plays for uh, Box Hill in the Women's Premier League. She, um, we mentioned her last episode. She made a uh, maiden. Pun intended, ton. And uh, she followed up the next game with a 95, uh, not sorry, 98 not out, which unfortunately she was denied her ton because they simply made the runs in a one day, so she didn't get there, unfortunately. She was looking good too. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the lady she was batting with just took over by yeah. the sounds of things. So stole her thunder. Selfish. But she did good stock. Selfish. Yeah, yeah very selfish. <laughs> So she's in good form and she's in the uh, she's in the women's renegade squad. So uh, hopefully this puts her a good stead heading into the WBBL to uh, put her a few runs on the board. And she'll get a, she'll get a she'll get herself on TV as well because obviously they're going to be broadcasting some of those games as double headers with the men. So that should be good for her. Fantastic. So in terms of a bit of men's cricket, I've got um, the first first one of the season. A young bloke, a young seventeen year old leggy from the Sutherland District Cricket Club. By the name of De- Devlin Malone. It's a took good name. Very good. Very good cricket name, Devlin <laughs> Malone. Um, so he took all 10 wickets in Sydney grade cricket. So he's the first bloke this year to take all 10. Oh, Another wow. bloke um, in the following week took 10 as well. I didn't write him down because he was number two. No one cares about number two. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be the first. Yep. Yeah, you got to be the first. Uh, in terms of the batting one, I've got a young bloke called Nicholas Scarlo. He's batting at number 10. For his career club, I forgot to write down which career club was, so apologies, Nicholas. But he came in at number 10 and he made 132 off 79 balls, including, <laughs> including 13 oh, sixes. 13. And it was actually the first time he's gone past 50 in senior cricket. So That's like Anthony Hudson. 13! <laughs> so uh, good job by Nicholas. Also, he's got a quick one, which is a bit of a funny one. The video did the rounds on Facebook. Uh, a mate of ours plays at a club in Brunswick called the Royal Park Reds. And uh, they actually had a bloke who um, was on a hat trick, come streaming in, unleashes, let it rip, clean bowls the bloke, the bloke bat and play this horrible big dirty swing, clean bowls him, everyone's up in arms, turn the umpire, umpire's got his arm out, no ball, see you later. <laughs> so then I need his hat trick. So, um, yeah, so that's, and you just see the whole crowd like all go up yeah. and then kind of all start laughing. Oh, so, no. yeah, so that was, uh, so that's what I've got for uh, a roundabout in local cricket. Fair enough. Very comprehensive. Thanks, Mick. 
Um, looking now at one of the local leagues in the country, I had a look this week at the Northern United Cricket Association, and it's a little bit different. It's um, got some good team names, which I know you all like. It's uh, towns like Goonong and Raywood, Elmore, Raywood. Dingy, Calaville, Bagshot. Bagshot. <laughs> What's their mascot, Ross? What's a bag shot? A golfer or something. <laughs> the bag shot bags? Is it B-A-G? Um, apparently their logo is um uh their logo is a bloke playing the bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> so the lone piper is, the, uh, is their mascot. Yes, I think so. And um uh the other team in there is Colburn Abbon, the Colburn Abbon Ducks. Quack quack. Mm. You know, I almost uh, almost played for the Colbert Avon Ducks. Oh, really? really? Oh. Back when I was about 18, a mate of mine, uh, his grandparents live in Colbert Avon. Was that during Emilio Estevez's big recruiting drop? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Goldberg had just quit. Yeah, yeah. And they needed a new keeper. <laughs> so, uh, Cut <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Conway gone. They didn't do open back. They were coaching me, yeah. Uh, yeah, a mate of mine, um, his grandparents <laughs> up there in Colbert Avon. So we'll go to move there and play there, but never eventuated. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Now in that in that comp they have um, only a first eleven. There's no second eleven, so you just first eleven then. only. Yep. They only play one day games, and it's a turf comp, so just They're the right. eight teams. But yeah, it, that's what's happening out there in the Northern United Cricket Association. It's an unfortunate name, isn't it? Colbert Abbott Ducks, like for a cricket team. Yes. You don't really oh, associate yeah. with I've Ducks, do you? Yeah, connection. Yeah. It's like calling a footy team the Colbert Abbott Out of Bounds on the Full. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough football talk. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Um, Melbourne out wooden spoons. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was another one that I thought um, you guys as local cricketers might be interested in. There's a bit, a little bit of um, uh, chat around town here about some big signings, some mercenaries jetted in for the Tuesday night T20 comps in Bendigo. Oh, I love oh, a good please. midweek to Oh, oh yes, please. They're, My favourite form of local few marquee players. Yeah, they're, they're pulling... Well, they've thrown around the word marquee player, you know, using it very loosely, I'd say. They've pulled a bloke out of the thirds at um, Footscray Edgewater and they're calling him a star who's going to come up and, you know, destroy Kangaroo Flat and stuff like that. So <laughs> it seems that T20 cricket at any level mirrors international cricket. There's these mercenaries yep. who travel around playing midweek games. It's, yeah, it's an interesting hmm. one. I would have had a look at his reverse sweep during the week and gone, he's the guy for us. Yes, he's the one we need. We've got enough reverse reverse sweepers, yeah. (laughs) There's also um, Ballarat Cricket League. It's got some other name, but I'll call it that. Um, They have their T20 comp. They're they're not going that midweek stuff. They play it on Saturdays, but they've got three or four rounds, and you play at 10 a.m., and then you play another game at 2.30 p.m. on the same day. Stick that. (laughs) Round Robin Carnival style. (laughs) It's taken all the fun out of cricket, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly right. <laughs> Two games in one day, I think I'd stop playing. Uh, oh, I already have, okay. I stopped playing after playing one game. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> ah. Well, that, there's our um, comprehensive look at local cricket and what's happening there. We move now into our second segment, Premier Cricket. All now, right. An issue that's uh, close to all of our hearts. Um, you guys being Johnny Come Lately is jumping on the Kingston Town bandwagon. <laughs> Me being the old East Melbourne Cricket Club supporter from way back when. Nice. The yep. the Hawks were up against it. Last week, Melbourne Uni um, batted first. They made 185. And the Hawks were in all sorts of trouble. They were 6 for 67. 
Then number eight strode to the crease, made 122, got him over the line. So that was very impressive um, by the Hawks. They, they were standing down the barrel, but they won. Uh, another good performance was um, Fitzroy Trent. Doncaster. Our mate, Sorry, Trent, the friend of the show, Trent Lawford, took uh, nine wickets. So um, that was very impressive too. Over I made to you, sure. Alex. Over to me. Are we on groundskeeping? Uh, yes. Oh, fantastic. I've got plenty to talk about, guys, from WA. Oh, the, no. <clears throat> the turf in WA is the best turf I've seen Australia-wide. What sort of loam are we talking about? Is there a loam? Well, I'm guessing it's a combination of cricket clay loam, yep. which you put in the barrow. And, and sandy just, clay loam yeah, that yeah, out west. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I don't know. They seem to have a lot of water around there, but everywhere I go, you have the worst dive of a house. Beautiful lawn. Yeah, right. Like carpet. Okay. Unbelievable. Very interesting to me anyway. Yeah, to you. So, <clears throat> so I got asked previous to the last episode and we phone in, and I, and I answered the question with a bit of a silly answer. It was aliens, but the, the, <laughs> mowing, of, the mowing of the outfield um, is very important to a groundskeeper, as you guys might know. Now, there's many different sort of patterns you can have with an outfield. You can have the checkerboard. You can have the diamond checkerboard, you can have the large checkerboard, you can have the large diamond checkerboard. Or, as we've seen, I forget where it was, I think it was at the MCG for a 2020 clash, the candy spiral. Have you yeah, guys remember seeing that? That yeah. was a G. Unbelievably look, good looking, great to look at from a ground scrubbing perspective, and I hope everyone else in Australia. Now, quite hard to, yes, Paul? Look, you've given us what they are, yeah. can you tell us how they do it? Well, the checkerboard one's quite easy. Okay. You mow, you mow one line one way, yep. then you turn around and mow the, the next line the other way. Okay, yep, You cool. continue that, and then you go over in the, op, the complete opposite 90-degree angle. Okay. The candy spiral, much harder. Because mm. you've got to mow one candy spiral out, and you've got to mow the other one in. Mm. But you've got to follow the curvature of the candy spiral. You don't want to stuff it up. No, exactly. Otherwise, you just got to go, oh, we're just doing checkerboard here, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we might go with the diamond checkerboard and put everything on a 45-degree angle. But the candy spiral, what you do is you mark points out in a circle, you go out and you mark a slight angle wider, and you keep going, keep going, keep going. So, And then you just follow your, your mower, follows the points in the, out to the edge of the ground. <clears throat> yeah, right. Yeah, pretty interesting stuff. Not really. No, not really. <laughs> well, uh, I have a we have a birthday to celebrate today, guys. I was looking over Twitter, just got onto it today. First tweets. And guess whose birthday today it is in Australian cricket? Brett Lee. Wrong. Correct, but wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's the birthday of WA great cricket all rounder, Tony Mann. Unky Mann. As you all know, my last name is Mann. I hope we all know that. And my uncle Tony is at 70 years old today. Is he really your uncle? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just has the same last name. As well, well, happy birthday, Anthony. Yeah. Um, well, he prefers no, Tony. Uh, well, 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 I'm Tonester. Yeah, well, happy birthday, Anthony, then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just have to treat all men <laughs> terribly, you guys. I thought, I I thought seeing as you were making such a build-up to that birthday, Guinness, it was going to be something like, oh, it's Les Burdett's birthday. It's Kevin Mitchell yeah. Jr.'s birthday. Yeah, you know, it's, a yeah, famous yeah. groundskeeper. Well, Les Burdett's a patron saint of... Uh, yes. Yeah. Now the other the other one you'd be all over this obviously the groundskeeper at Lords who's been there for many years do you know his name? No, I don't. His name is Mike Hunt. <laughs> really, <laughs> it really is. And his, his, his preferred first name is Mike. He doesn't like Michael or Mick. He wants Mike. Oh, right. Yes, Mickey. and he's been there for quite some time. Yes. 
Oh, I thought you know, maybe I, I was thinking perhaps it was his birthday. Never mind. No, not his birthday. Never met the guy. It's just come across my desk, Ross, that uh, Nathan Lyon used to be a groundskeeper. Um, Did he? At the Adelaide Oval, yeah. Started oh, wow. in Young, which is yeah. the cherry never, cherry never. capital of Australia. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Moved to Adelaide. I actually, I actually found out yesterday that um, Peter Siddle was dropped from the test team. And did you know he's um, he's a vegan and he eats lots of bananas? <laughs> really? What's he eat? Bananas. <laughs> Just on a question, what did he do for, before he was playing cricket? I think he was a woodchopper, they said. <laughs> <laughs> now you're lying, now you're lying. That's an interesting job. <laughs> well, thanks for another riveting groundskeeping corner, um, Guinness. I really appreciated yeah, that. Yeah, welcome back. Again, you yeah. really come back with a bang, mate. Yeah, yeah. solid stuff. Yep. Yes. It's getting tough to talk about groundskeeping now. <laughs> we move on now to state cricket. And there's been a huge couple of weeks in state cricket. Uh, Sheffield Shield season kicked off with round one being the day-night pink ball round last weekend. There's some very interesting results there. Victorian well, Queen. They loved it. Yeah, there was not much in between. No. No. I'll go through some of the results and we'll have a quick uh, rundown on some of the uh, more extraordinary happenings uh, yep. last weekend. Victoria and Queensland met at the MCG and debutante Travis Dean made two centuries on debut, led the Vicks home. It's quite amazing, hit the winning runs. Um, South Australia and New South Wales met at the Adelaide Oval. South Australia are shit. The top five all made ducks at some stage during the game and Steve Smith just did whatever the hell he wanted to and made 150. And Tassie versus WA down in Belle Reve. Tassie were pretty ordinary. Maxie Klinger, friend of the show. Friend of the show. 200 not out and 50 not out. So, wow. What a machine. Enough to impress Rod Marsh and Wolfbot. No, of course not. And then last weekend there was an interesting game out at Blacktown. <laughs> the Cricket Australia 11 played New Zealand. It was what meant to be a four-day game, but New Zealand got it downgraded to a three-day game. And then... They made one for 500, the um, Cricket Australia 11. Aaron Finch made 288. Uh, Ryan Carter's made a double 100. The New Zealanders had a look at the pitch and said, no, nah, we can't bat on that. So, it's too hard to battle. Yeah. yeah, unfit for first-class cricket. So. But it was fit It was fit for the Caxi uh, Volume 2 to go out there and smash 500 on, so no, I don't get it. No. You know what's old about that? Was the, it was the actual quote that came out of the New Zealand. I think it was the coach who yes. said... Yes. That this looks like a fourth day pitch. It's not suitable for first class cricket. Yeah. So, but wouldn't a fourth day, wouldn't a test pitch be better than a first class pitch? So, wouldn't it technically be better than a fourth day first yeah. class wicket? Yes, yeah. very but strange. So, what, fourth day so, wicket anyway. So they yeah. don't like. So what we're gathering just from this small incident is that they don't like to sledge. Yeah. But they love to whinge and complain. <laughs> I think you can hear the dummy being spat. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I agree. But there is something a little bit strange going on in the state of New South Wales at the moment because uh, the second round of the Shield kicked off on Friday and New South Wales and Victoria have been trying to do battle at the SCG, but rain and a damaged or unfit for cricket outfield meant that the game was abandoned today. Very strange. Yeah, I think the interesting point in this is that as the game we just mentioned before where Finchie made 288, that 288 got him promoted into the Victorian side this week. 
which means he was in the squad for this game, which means he's been involved in both the games. So what we so the clear thing here is now we just need to get Aaron Finch out of cricket because he's just going to destroy every ground he's trying every ground. Yeah. Yes, very true. Yep, wherever he goes, trouble follows. So, <laughs> you boys in his studio better look out. That's all I can say. All right, the other a couple of other games going on. Um, Tasmania are taking on Queensland at Bell Reeve. I see uh, Ben Dunk made his maiden first class hundred, yep, and. Uh, George Bailey, the governor, the governor, the governor <laughs> made his first first class hundred since two thousand and twelve. Yeah, I saw that. When, yeah. I, when I last fired the scores of this game, Queensland had declared about a hundred runs behind, I think. Mm. Yep. And they had Tassie four or five for about fifty. Ah, right. Yes. Yeah, it looks oh. like they'll have maybe a chase of say two hundred in the last innings to try and get um, the outright points. So, be interesting to see what happens. Ooh, to pull a yeah. mix. Yeah. 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 There was um, a couple of interesting debutants for Queensland. They lost, obviously, Burns and Kawaja to the national team, and they brought in a 19- and a 20-year-old to open and bat three. And um, Sam Heaslett, a 19-year-old batting at three, made a century on debut. Oh, didn't they just have another person who made a century on debut two weeks ago? Queensland? Uh, Queensland? Uh, I don't think so, but anyway... We, I also learnt today that um, our man, Manus Labushagni... The flying lasagna. The flying <laughs> lasagna. I think his name's pronounced slightly differently. Uh, I don't That's the so. word coming out of ABC Grandstand Radio. <laughs> How is think... it pronounced? Labuhagmi? Yeah, Labahugmi was, was what the, uh, ABC, the ABC guy reckons that's yep. what the Queenslanders told him. Yep. So, but he wasn't convinced that the Queenslanders weren't taking <laughs> yeah, this out of Surely they're extracting the urine. He did. He actually said, he goes, he was telling Jim Maxwell about it, and he actually said to him, he goes, I'm not 100% sure these guys are being straight with me, but that's what they reckon. <laughs> if, they, if they were being straight with him, that guy would have copped a lot at the high school. Yeah, Labahugmi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also saw that... Um, uh, Andrew Feckety bowled to Steckety down at yes. uh, uh, Bell Reef. Yes. So it's a little one for and, the... That's um, a hot one for first class cricket so far. Yeah, yes, so yes, that's a whole lot of my season. Um, South Australia are playing WA at the Adelaide Oval and um, both teams pretty ordinary in the first innings, but WA have smartened up a bit in the second. Cameron Bancroft made a century. Oh, good. And um, Sean Marsh was well on his way last time I checked. He's probably got there by now. He was on 90 on the last time I saw him. Mm. Is he wearing the correct helmet, Ross? Do we oh, know? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure if he got random helmet checked today or not. No. <laughs> He'd be on my watch list, however, <laughs> if I was a first class cricket umpire. I know when I umpired first class cricket, I used to like doing the helmet check. Yeah. Might, I've got a feeling after the last few weeks, old uh, Smarshy might be getting target tested now. Yeah. 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 Dane Swanstar. Dane Swanstar. Yeah. 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 Known troublemaker. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, just on state cricket still, um, is Travis Dean a shoe in for the Adelaide Test match? He's obviously a pink ball specialist. Mm, yes, clearly. He hasn't even got a pink ball average. That's how well he's batting. Yep. Uh, Scott Henry was the Queenslander you were thinking of. Yeah, he made a ton. Yes. But he's yep. played at New South Wales. He's a pink ball specialist. Yeah. He's made a lot yeah. of pink pink ball runs. Yeah, yeah right. Mm. Mm. So uh, two first names is the key to making runs on debut. Then. Well, mm. have you seen his? Um, I, don't yeah. wanna, I don't want to speak ill of a man who's just peeled off double yeah. tons in his first uh, game, but he's a bit follically challenged upstairs. Oh, is he really? Yeah, I reckon there might be a sponsorship deal in the uh, <laughs> in the wings. Yeah, when he Trump took that helmet off, or he was a bit <laughs> up top. Oh, just, just, just say that. So, Warney could come knocking. 
Cricketers <laughs> and hair replacement don't really go hand in hand, though, do they? Well, look at Ricky Ponting. <laughs> I'm only joking. They've all got that, it. Punter. Was good. Jacques Cullis, Shane Warne, Michael Vaughan, Graham Gooch, Greg Matthews. Who hasn't got a hair replacement? So if you're following Clear Challenge, you're bound to be a superstar. Nathan Lyon's the best off-spinner Australia's ever seen. Can't, exactly. grow, can't grow a hair. No. 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 Yeah. He, he, top of his head looks like one of the cricket pitches he used to produce. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, and on a fun fact about Travis Dean, he oh. used to be a groundskeeper. No, he was, no he's a greenskeeper. He wasn't a groundskeeper. He's he was a greenskeeper at a golf course. Well, he's keeping the ground at a golf course. Yeah, but no, still. he's not a greenskeeper. <laughs> still, I'm classic. But he does know his grass. He does know his grass. Oh, yeah, yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Come on. Is this Alabama creeping green? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, uh, there's something that is close to my, an issue that's close to my heart is all of the um, Shield games are now streamed on the Cricket Australia app and their website. But the quality of the stream varies a lot. And it sort of shows how much the State Association cares about state cricket by the quality of the stream. Yep. The uh, South Australian one is easily the best. It has commentators. It has a scorecard that flicks up on, you know, computer graphics that come onto the screen. They have replays. It's really wow. good. The others, well, you know, I'm have cameras. Mm. Yes, Dave. I'm going to have to disagree, Ross. Mm. I, I think WA stream is the best for mine. Mm-hmm. I have the score up on the screen, but there's no sort of half-pie commentators trying to talk about what they don't know. I just don't think the South Australian commentators have any idea. Is that the pot calling the kettle? Oh, sorry, that, that, that's, that's, that's the whole basis of our podcast. Don't let that get out. There's only, there's only room for one mediocre production in this world. That's us, all right? We're taking them down. We're the only mediocre production allowed. Uh, so it's just crowd noise, Paul, for the... Yeah, but the screen, there's a banner on the bottom of the screen that yeah. shows um, the total, what the bats are on, bowlers, figures, and that's yeah, it. So there's no commentary. Yeah, Yeah. well, the, well I suppose each to their own with that. I, yeah. I'm not a big fan of the MCG one, mainly because it just doesn't seem to be working half the time. <laughs> and as Victorians, it's basically the only one we want to watch yeah. full time. Well, it, doesn't even have, it doesn't even have like the ground noise. You don't even hear bat on ball. It's just silent yeah. the <laughs> whole time. So someone set up a GoPro without a speaker. Yeah, just the second tier and walked away. And when yeah, they sure. show the score, they just pan to the actual <laughs> scoreboard at the gym yeah. to show the title. Then they pan back to the X. So it's, so it's full like 1950s football. The, there's no yeah, banner yeah. at the bottom showing, telling you what the score yeah, is. Nah, nothing. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's definitely ridiculous. How much yeah. does it? To put a graphic up. And they're the best ground in Australia. You'd think they'd be able to do it. They'd have permanent cameras there, right? I'm putting my hand up to do it for them. I'll go and commentate Victorian games at the G. Oh, well, if you're going to do it, I'll do it. Bring bring the media together. Oh, I agree. We'll we'll, we'll, um, send them an email. I'll get on to that. (laughs) Maybe that could be in Ross's outbox, mate. Yeah, well, I've got a backlog of correspondence to get into the outbox, so maybe next time. I'll try. Yeah. Now, another new issue that's close to our hearts here is the cost to get into the Sheffield Shield. Mm. Mm. At the mm. WACA, the Adelaide Oval and the SCG, it's free. As Doesn't it matter. <laughs> and um, But at the other venues, I'm not sure if it's free at the other venues or not, but it's definitely five bucks to get in at the MCG. Yeah. Now, this is what I call, this is the one of the problems with Australia, two-speed economy. You know, they're charging nothing in one state, <laughs> charging five bucks in another. How are we meant to be one united country? Yes, yes, uh, David. That's another example of my, how my keys ruined Melbourne. You used to be able to get into the Sheffield Shield games with a Met card. Yeah. So if you bought a Met card, you just show your Met card, walk straight through the door. You can't scan your mic and get in. 
Maybe you, you should. Push. You should be able to beep, touch on, oh, and as you leave, when you've had enough, if you only want up to two sessions, I only charge you for two sessions. <laughs> <laughs> touch on as you walk out. It's like a zone one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep, exactly right. Oh, you only saw one session, so that's $3. <laughs> <laughs> and that would get people back to Shield Cricket. That's what's holding oh, people back. Exactly. Thumbs on seats, Ross. Thumbs that's what on we... seats, yes. Ah, well, that's good. Now, another little thing that's coming up is the second round of the Futures League. That starts tomorrow. Yep. Uh, there's a couple of games of interest on there. There's Tasmania versus Victoria at the uh, famous Kingston Twin Ovals in Hobart. Ooh, and okay. Cameron White's going to play his first ever Futures League game. Oh, wow. Mm. He's really fallen out of favour this season. I'm... Yeah. Why? Um, he's shit? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Stars sacked him, and now the Vicks yeah. are pissed no, but didn't it, the big thing about him was that him or Wade got asked by the Stars to get Clark in. Yes. To, to free up Cal's, that salary cap space. Mm-hmm. Now, space. Now Clark's gone, oh, you know, I've got a hot miss and I just want a banger. So he's not fine. <laughs> Fair enough. Which, hey, hey, that's, I, can't, I can't begrudge a bloke having a hot How miss. How much banging can you do, though? So that's he's still going to play cricket. You can't, like, it, it's going to get more effective. Come on. play cricket and give it a rest. Yeah. But so those two have gone, so they've gone to the Renegades and now they've got no Clark, but... But you're right, like, why do you just seems to be, like, just... Out of favour. But it's, a... like we've been mentioned before, he was out of favour towards the end of last year as well. Yeah, he didn't weird. play in the Shield final. Yeah. Mm. It's a weird sort of Clint Mackay style out yeah. of favour. He's yeah. nowhere near the Basically, team. Yeah. From, yeah. yeah. International Bang. Very gone, interesting. But he still wouldn't be, what he'd be, 32. 32. 32. Yeah, right. Yep, should be in the prime. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting exactly. that he's in the Futures League because he doesn't really have a future. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that's ironic, but it's my understanding of irony that he's in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> interesting you're talking about the future because they've gone back to the past or something at the Canberra Comets. They're playing South Australia at Monica Oval and Brad Haddon's making a guest appearance. Oh, hey! Cameron Thomas own. Hula Hoops Haddon. Yep. Who's playing in the next game? Mike Valletta? Yeah, they yeah. Get... Merv Hughes, the one after. Yep. Is he still playing, Merv Hughes? Or... Yep. yep, and then they're getting um, Rod Tucker, I think. He's going to give up umpiring for a week and come back. And play. Still getting around for them. Who was Did that, he... sorry? Mark Higgs was their old fat off. Oh, no. no. <laughs> he might still be no. getting around Cameron. I had one of those select cards of Mark Higgs. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. He, he'd be like, he wouldn't be that old because he'd be like maybe 30-something. Worth a pretty penny too. Oh, oh, yeah. Imagine if he had got it signed. Imagine oh, if it was a hologram. Oh, he goes, yeah, he loves it. Just him bowling, but the arm extended. It's a good point, though. I'm not sure how a 38-year-old semi-retired guy is the future. But anyway, and another name playing for the ACT tomorrow is Aiden Blizzard, who's been around just about to every state in Australia now. So he he obviously lost his SACA contract or whatever he had over there, because wasn't he on a rookie deal or something like that? No, I think think he he lost out at South Australia a couple of years ago. He's down at the Hobart Hurricanes, and then he was up at Sydney Thunder. I think he's still at Sydney Thunder next season. Yeah, but he, yeah, he does that yeah. had a mm. fucking fall from grace. Talk about yep. Cameron White. Yeah. Aiden Blizzard went from like he looked like he was going to be one of the new future face of Victoria type thing, yeah. and he just went yes. right down at the bottom. So he had a real big fall. I think the issue with Aiden Blizzard was that 2020 cricket came in just after sort yeah. of he reached his prime. Yeah, true. Because he, he was probably a, just a bit before his time. He was a cavalier. Him and Ryan Campbell. He won a um. 
he won a game for Victoria. It just absolutely belted some of the biggest sixes ever at the Wacker in the first uh, big bash yeah. um, final. State based bash. Was it like out of the ground? Yes. Yep. It was like the la- that was in the last year that it was state twenty twenty, and we actually yeah. might have won that one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He had a really good season that year. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, there's also the last Futures League game on is New South Wales versus WA at Blacktown. What chance is that oh, game of, go- a game of no, going ahead? No, move it to a neutral venue. So just so going on the selection of, <laughs> selections of some of these other teams, so is Steve War going to be playing for New South Wales? Possibly. <laughs> Steve and Austin will be. Oh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. playing Futures. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, possibly. Who, who would know with um, what's going on? I imagine that game will probably be played in Alice Springs. That's yeah. the neutral yeah. venue of choice at the moment because um, <laughs> yeah. nowhere in Sydney, no cricket ground in Sydney is up to hosting cricket matches right at this stage. They're all worn out from having the Matador Cup. They need a rest. So I think yeah. that should be next November. Don't schedule any games in Sydney. They can't handle it. <laughs> all right. It's time for our second special segment. It's over to Mick for a look Inside Clubland. Yeah. Alrighty, yes. We need, so, a, we need a stinger for that inside yes, Clubland. Yes, yes. Inside yeah. Clubland. So basically... Um, <laughs> inside Clubland. <laughs> so, so basically, uh, we pretty much went through my whole kit bag, so that kind of segment <laughs> went, went parlay to the wayside. So what, what I've um, what we've put, I've put together a little bit just to give a bit of an insight into what's it like in a local cricket club and some of the personalities and things that you'll come across. So each week I'm going to bring up a different topic that our park cricket clubs have to um, contend with. And it'll be some will be, some will be a little bit serious. Some will be a bit of a tongue-in-cheek look at the way a, a park cricket club works. So this uh, this week we've gone with a bit of the lighter options. So one, um, I've had a bit of feedback from one of our listeners asking, because he's not a real big uh, cricket person, so he wanted a bit of an insight into some issues. So one thing he wanted to know about was team selection. So he said, you know, from the outside looking in with the test side, and that looks like it's pretty, um, you had an idea of where they're coming from. They like to pick mediocre blokes with averages that are <laughs> good, which, which are average, <laughs> average to good. And if you can bowl left arm, you get in as well. So that helps. <laughs> Don't, yeah. don't forget X Factor though. Yeah, yeah X Factor. Prime X Factor. Yeah. Panache. So, um, yeah. so what I've done is to give him a bit of an insight on the way a uh, park cricket club would go about. I've just got a few, um, just a little bit of an idea of what goes into a player getting selected in park cricket. So um, obviously the the two things that most people think would be uh, key components: uh, individual performances and results. And I can tell you from my experience in, in park cricket land, that's just garbage. That's got nothing to do with any of it. Like, it's just, it's got nothing to do with it. It helps, but it doesn't really matter. So the number one thing, well, I've got, I've got six things. They're not in any order, but number one's training. So in some, in some cases, a bloke will be picked purely because he comes to training. He might not have any skill or ability, but he might just have a really nice bat and new pads and he comes to training. He might have a helmet in his kit he doesn't wear that one of the other blokes needs, so you pick him, you know, things like that. Number two purely is availability. So, um, you know, due to, the, due to the timing of when cricket starts in October and pretty much goes all the way into March if you, if you manage to get yourself into finals, there's a number of things that cricket competes with. Yeah. Especially Victoria, right? Yes, especially Victoria. Is, yeah. There is footy trips. Mm. There is 
weddings. <laughs> yeah. There was music festivals yeah. and the number one bane of all cricket clubs. The killer. The spring Carnival. fucking <laughs> carnival. <laughs> I feel, like you, I feel like you're reasonably passionate about that. Yeah. Like, I think there's just a problem with people who like horse racing, isn't that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I, it is amazing how many blokes come fucking start of November, end of October, <laughs> trading their white for a hundred dollar suit they got from Casual Guy. It is insane. <laughs> <laughs> they spend more on their cricket shoes than their suit, but they still have their races instead of coming to cricket. They wear the same pair of sunnies to both. <laughs> and, and those really shit white Julius Marlowe shoes that you see him float around in. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, number three, and this is a very this is a, one of the main things that does truly affect a guy's ability to play cricket, and that is wives and girlfriends. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. Most, uh, I, I say most, I don't want to say all because that's not fair, but most women just don't understand the passion and the draw that cricket can have on the male. And to the to a, to a, to a degree as well, it is the male's fault because they store their testicles in their lady's <laughs> purse and they need to ask permission to get them out and go to cricket. So, you know, the guys put the girls in that position of power, so they are partly to blame as well. Number four is perceived talent. Yes. So this is an actual talent. This is when you get that bloke. He's about yeah. he's about six foot two and he's big <laughs> and he looks good and he runs in well. And you think he should be able to bowl and then oh, he me? and yeah, like you and he bowls and he bowls all right in the nets, but it's because he bowls three feet over the line and bowls no balls and everything. Gee, he's he, sharp, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, geez, he's quick. Well, he's yeah. got a bit. <laughs> then you get him out on a Saturday and he can't hit the pitch or he bowls it <laughs> over to keep his head and all that type of stuff. So that, that definitely has an effect on getting picked. So you're saying it looks like Tarzan, but plays like... Not, not so much no, Jane, no, it looks like Tarzan. You know what it is? Looks like Tarzan, plays like Scott Muller. That's what it is. <laughs> so does this... <laughs> Does this translate to batting as well? Like, oh, oh, definitely. Absolutely oh, glorious. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. You get the bike, you, know, you, you have these bikes, and they have like they might have a cover drive, and everyone bowls full them in the net, so they play his cover. And they go, Man, this bike goes all right. Then he walks out on a Saturday, and he take, tries to take one from outside off, outside off over mid-wicket and get bowled. Yeah, yeah that's just, they use yeah. gyms. <laughs> uh, number five, which does affect the number of park clubs, is what I like to refer to as big fish syndrome. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> so big fish syndrome is when you have a bloke who has the talent to be in a high grade, but because he's chasing wickets and chasing runs and possibly trophy hunting, plays in a lower grade. Mm, this is blokes like Now, blokes like this... <laughs> They're not bad people. <laughs> Some of them are really good people. Some of them might be reading this list out. <laughs> but it definitely happens and it definitely does involve and it definitely does make it hard sometimes to pick sides. I will say on that note, <laughs> Michael, that... Some big fish in small ponds are often old but very talented. Yes. Um, and they want to help out kids coming yeah. up. So I'm going to give you that little bit of an out there. Yeah, and, so, and some are 33 and just chasing that, glory. Not you that old. <laughs> not you that old, but, you know. And he hadn't even things. debuted by that age, had he? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so number six, lastly, but not leastly, this is probably one of the major ones, is personality. Some blokes are purely selected or overlooked on their personality or lack thereof a personality. Fair enough, too. The reality is that when it comes to cricket, you spend six to seven hours on a Saturday with this human being, and if every time he opens his mouth, you want to put a stump through his head, he's probably not the best person you're spending your afternoons with. So that definitely has been known in the past to have a man be dropped, overlooked, or not selected. Yeah. 
sometimes, sometimes you know, like you feel their personalities turning around, then it just goes back to normal, and you wish you had never picked him in the first place. But yeah, that's it. And I'd say, um, and in, most people out there listening to this pod, not most, but some people out there listening to this podcast are in park cricket land, and I'm guessing that there's a few of those aspects that they've dealt with themselves in the past. Yeah, I think But so. that's my uh, inside club land insight into what goes into team selection. That was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant. Can we, so can, we, uh, can we read over rant inside? <laughs> that was gold. Inside rant land. Yeah. No, but it's that, look, that's definitely, uh, I, I would say, park cricket wide. Those yeah. aspects yeah. of selection. And, yeah. as, as someone who does select a team from time to time in my club, um, the other thing I look out for, obviously um, you wouldn't list this in your list mm-hmm. because this is not who you are. Um, as a smoker... Uh, I like to pick other smokers, <laughs> just in case I run out of darts during the day. I can always uh, hit someone else up who I know will have a couple in their pocket. So, yeah, yeah, that, so that's one of the things I look at. So for that listener out there who was wondering, um, there's another little uh, thing also, to add to the list. Also, David, wouldn't you be picking someone who had a car so they could yeah. give you a lift? <laughs> uh, yep, yeah, move on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like that great, great segment, Mick. I think we'll, that's a keeper. We might get rid of groundskeeping corner so we can do a bit more clubland work. Yeah. <laughs> um, of what I had noticed, um, whenever an English player gets interviewed about um, you know, a new teammate or something like that, they'll say he brings a lot to the change room. Yeah. Brad Haddon style. I think yeah. his mum makes sandwiches or lamingtons yeah. or something. That's what they mean by brings a lot to the change yeah. room. Or yeah. he brings the team kit or something. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think or he brings Bob Mitchell's. Yes, yeah. yes, perhaps, perhaps. Alan Stanford style. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on now to our next special segment with David People Who Can Piss Off. This is turning into a rant podcast. Yeah, Ross, Ross, you're not one who can quite piss off, but because of that driving remark, you're almost there. So there's a little <laughs> for you, pun intended. Um, you know who could piss off, Ross? No, tell me, David. New Zealand, for calling off the tour game. The team they'd been facing had made one for 520, and all of a sudden, when it's their turn to bat, they see the pitch as unsafe to play on. So... If New Zealand could just keep floating bloody east and just keep on going, um, that would be amazing. So, New Zealand, piss off. Uh, hey, Ross, do you know who else can piss off? No, David. Who else can uh, piss off? The umpires in the test match for the Australia-New Zealand game. Yes. Uh, they buggered up twice today. When the first rain delay hit, there was about 20 minutes before smoko. So, instead of just calling it tea or lunch then, they've said, the players are off the ground, we'll wait 10 minutes, and then we'll call smoko. What were they doing for the other 10 minutes? Just yeah. standing around so Who they could piss off. Looking at the Bureau, Bureau of Meteorology yeah. website, I think. Just call lunch. the rain radar. What's the point of wasting 10 exactly. minutes? Doesn't there's make any there's sense two like. wickets in there. Maybe they were watching the stakes. <laughs> <laughs> Might have had a catering issue. Yeah, there's a catering issue. <laughs> what did you want? Medium the rice wasn't ready yet. The rice is not quite cooked. We can't <laughs> have lunch yet. Well, before they... You know, that's going to piss off. Well, just, just before... I think you're right there. You're on, a, you're on a winner there. Actually, before the umpires go out to... Call when lunch is going to be. They have to stick their head in the um, chef's quarters, and they just yeah. go in. They go, "Hey boss, when when when's lunch ready?" And he goes, "Oh, not for fifteen minutes yet. You can't rush yes, the steaks. Yes. You, no, you, chef. you yeah, can't yeah. make a couscous salad. Couscous salad just doesn't make itself, you know. Yeah. Uh, the kale's not fresh enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know how to just put sprinkles on fairy bread, mate. Yeah. <laughs> 
hard it is to quarter an orange. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ross. Oh, jeez, mate. Hang on, we haven't even poached the asparagus yet. Jeez. <laughs> hey, Ross. Yes. You know who else could piss off? Uh, no. You tell me. The state of New South Wales. Far out, you got a geography. For not being able to host a game that goes longer than a day. <laughs> <laughs> they did a fantastic job with the Matador Cup. Yeah. All these one day games, perfect. But if they had to turn up the next day, yeah. oh, I've got to call yeah. Rockland, it's unsafe. <laughs> so, New South Wales, for not being able to host a game that goes longer than a bloody day, they can piss off. Oh, 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 very good. Comprehensive. Surface stabilization agent on the pitch. Don't put friends creeping corner shit into my bloody segment. The, fuck it, the Victoria game on the pitch is the outfield. That just spray the whole fucking SCG. <laughs> <laughs> they went down to Bunnings and the bloke brought two um, pallet loads of PVA glue. <laughs> <laughs> and 17 elephants' foots. And just oh, bang. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to saw that. Yeah, they didn't know what it was called, the commentators. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I can tell them the commentators didn't know what it was called. weren't listening to the mid-off podcast, yeah. <laughs> so they didn't know what it was called. That's what I'm more surprised at, yeah. that, uh, that those bunch of flogs on there don't listen to us bunch of flogs. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's right. We listen to them, it's fair. Well, they don't want to give us listeners because they're would, scared of their job. Yeah, that's true. You they would, know we're going for them. You would think a student of the game such as James Brayshaw yes. would be <laughs> trying to get in as much as he could. The bookish type. Yes, yeah. yes, the real nerd stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I Sorry, Ross. I have heard that James Brayshaw does love his um his pitch talk. He's just looking for an angle there. He's just wanting yeah. to work it in all the time. Okay. I, he did point out the other day that um, Usman Kawaja was wearing a watch, and it was a yeah. uh, an expensive one, a Rolex or some some sort of thing. And he called it. Oh, he, I think his words, exact words, were, "Wow, that's a chronometer." <laughs> yeah, right. So he's yeah. a watch. He's a watchmaker enthusiast. Yeah. As as a. Um, he did show his true colours today that he's only ever been a Shield player, but because he did call today's Test match a four-day game. He did too. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, for this four-day yeah. game, well, you get game yeah. away something. He goes, he goes, not many blokes make uh, uh, make tons, and he's because he, they all got, thought Williamson was going to make a double, oh, going to yeah. make two tons. Yeah. He goes, yeah, it's really hard to make two tons in a four-day game. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. That, that's a perfect segue into our next segment: national team talk. Oh, yes, please. Yes. Let's let's have a look at the summer. I mean, it's uninspiring, let's be honest. We've got New Zealand here for three tests starting the day after the Melbourne Cup, basically. It's a, mm, a bit early. It's a bit early. I'm not a fan. Um, then we've got three tests from the West Indies who basically, you know, they'd struggle to beat uh, South Australia on a good day. That'll be um, no-shows, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Think it's right turn up. No, might be, might be versus the Caxi and some little. West Indies are going to come in double declare at the start yeah. of every <laughs> New Zealand style. So there's three tests in December and January, and the tests, as as is the norm now, are all over by the seventh of January. Yeah. And um, then India come for five one days. Did you know that? No, oh, I didn't. Know beautiful. That five yeah. more one days against India. Yeah. That's and good because we don't play him in one day is enough. No, 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 I agree. What's, what yeah, we need more of are Australia-India bilateral one-day series. I'm, yeah. I'm tired. I've waited. The last one was a tri-nation, a tri-series with England. That didn't cut it. Not good enough. No. And then we've got three T20 internationals in late Jan, uh, first week still, of Feb. Yep, why so, do we still play T20 internationals? The domestic we, product is so good. You don't need T20 internationals. Oh, I agree with that. But yeah. it's, it's building it's up to the T20, uh, World T20, sorry, which is in March. 
So that's why I, I've got them. Yeah, yeah, it's it's Where has that been hosted? Uh, India, would you believe? The props. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> So like, is Modi involved? Is my man Modi going to be a part I of it? Think, I think he is. And I think there's a lot of fans out there who are saying with this World T20, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for them to get along to this sort of event because it won't come to India again in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. Oh, okay. Um, my, my preferred setup with the Australian summer is a more integrated approach to domestic and international cricket. Now, I like hearing your thoughts, Ross. Yep. Uh, We've got the Matador Cup taking up October. That's good. And that provides a lead-in to, like last season, we started with a T20 and five one-dayers against South Africa. Now, that was good. Ideally, you'd have in November, starting probably this week, those um, five ODIs, and take them to places that want them. So I'm not talking about the test venues. Take them to Canberra. Last year, that game in Canberra was massive. Sell-out on a Wednesday or something. So take them to places like Geelong or Mackay, Alice Springs, Newcastle, Coffs Harbour, the regional centres, Launceston, Hobart, wherever. Dura. Nile West. Yep, all those places. (laughs) Seduna. Yeah. Conk Bay. Cooper Petey. Yep. Then then you need to have a proper... Sea Lake, keep going, Swan Hill. Yep, you can shut up now. (laughs) Then you need a couple of... Proper four-day tour matches. Now, one of the problems with the current test is New Zealand's preparation was terrible, but they brought it on themselves by not requesting the right sort of leading games. They There was a scheduled four-day game, and they said, no, no, we only want three-dayer. Yes, Mick? They don't, but they've also got boys come back from injury as well, so you reckon they would have tried to give them a bit of a tune-up? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. nearly their whole bowling attack's come back from injury. Yeah. And you saw it in the test. Southie broke down. Yep. Yeah. And what's happened to tour matches, they used to have them, four-day games against Australia A, and some of them were televised. Yeah. yeah. Bring that back. That's a proper warm-up game. Then When you got... When Channel 9 had 47 channels, there's no reason they couldn't have put the Caxi games on anyway. Oh, did yeah. you guys see that what they've like, been advertising on the crickets? They've now got HD? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome yeah. to 2005! Oh, yeah! <laughs> but if they followed that sort of format and they had... They build build a tour from shortest format to longest format. So you start with a T20, five one-dayers, then get into your test matches. Start in Brisbane about the last weekend in November, maybe first weekend in December. Perth, uh, then in December at some stage. Then Melbourne is the third test of Boxing Day. Sydney, New Year's Day. And Hobart could have its mid-Jan test like it did against Pakistan back in 07-08. And then Australia Day, you'd have your test in Adelaide. Yes, Mick. What do you think of that? Oh, no, I think that's I think that's exactly the way, it's the way it has been for years and the way it should be. But the question I have is: is this is it this year because of New Zealand? Is this one of these situations like the South African situation? Yes. Where because uh, their some because our summers coincide, yeah, yeah. and they're like, well, we want to have a Boxing Day, we want to have this test and this test in these dates. So it's like you've got this to slot us in. If you don't slot us in, then we don't come. Yes, yeah, that's mate. right. That's right. Yeah. It might have something to do with the day-night test in due levels, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, but I think that's probably more likely that they yeah. want to have uh, so that's, You're right. That's why they're here. They want December, January in their own, own country, which is fair enough. So Australia are going over to New Zealand in February for the yeah. for tour. Yeah. So that's what's happening there. Um, the main thing I'd say is they need to push those um, ODIs, push them out of January. Leave that clear for the BBL. 
Yeah. Those ODIs, they're only for TV now. Put them in November to kick the season off, build the tour up. Then if you have two teams tour, they can go Sydney, Hobart, Adelaide, and then play some ODIs in February if you want. Yeah. Um, Back at the five main venues, just play them on the weekends, Friday, Sunday. Yes, uh, Alex. If you're playing the ODIs before the first test, will that leave enough time for a four-day game before the first test? Yeah. It's really I think good. maybe the preparation, which was poor by New Zealand anyway, would be Even worse because they're coming out of an ODI series straight into a oh, test. Well, you can leave two weeks for two four-day games and then go into it. Yeah. Then you have like no, no international cricket for pretty much. For well, two. Yeah, well, that's what we're talking about, televising Australia A game. And maybe there's room for the Women's National Cricket League to be on TV or some Women's Internationals then. I, yeah. I take your point, but the, one of the things James Sutherland said about day-night cricket is they said, oh, well, test matches in November and early December people can't get to because it's working time, so we yeah. want to have them day-night. Well, why don't you play yeah. the tests in January when people aren't working? You can yeah, play the daytime. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the reality is people could have got there yesterday and they didn't. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think bringing test cricket back into January would be a really positive move for them. Um, for cricket in general, and less less test matches in November um, would be good. I know it doesn't always work. And next year, South Africa are coming for four tests, mm. and um, then Pakistan are coming for three tests. So my rough reading of the um, poorly worded article on the Cricket Australia website, surprisingly, <laughs> was that there'd be seven tests in Australia next summer. Yeah, wow. Mm. I don't think that's ever happened before, but I might be wrong. Yes, Michael. So my question with that then is, is that so we're gonna have to are we gonna have to start even earlier then to fit the sappers in because they don't want to play Boxing Day. Yeah, I'd say it would be starting about yeah. the same weekend next year to fit in four tests. That'll take five weeks at least. So yeah, yep. So obviously, obviously this the, the the preferred format which we've been discussing is it wouldn't be brought in for another eighteen months anyway. Yeah, well the that's the the difficulty is um, South African tours. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Why don't we go like the leagues you were talking about up your way in Colburn Abbott, um, play a 2020 game in the morning, yeah. and then play the day night test cricket day that day? <laughs> huh? I so like you, it. You start at 8 o'clock yeah. in the morning, then you finish at 9 o'clock with the day night test. Yeah. Brilliant. And you play, okay, yeah. over the five days, you play 5 2 That's right. Three. You get them in, you yeah. get them yeah. out. Who, does, who doesn't want to play 13 hours of cricket? You know yeah. I mean? Who doesn't want to sit there for 13 hours? <laughs> <laughs> I think you, I think you're onto something there, Bull. There was um, a test match in Zimbabwe back in about 1996 or 97, yeah. and um, they played the first three days of the test match: Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And on the Sunday, they played a one-dayer. This is England versus Zimbabwe, and then the <laughs> test match resumed day four on the Monday. <laughs> <laughs> they played day four and day five. I think that's when David Lloyd was coach of England. Yeah, right. Yes. Right. Yeah. And he, they had a, a draw that was also a tie or something like that, England and Zimbabwe and Bulawayo or something, and he, his quote was that we flip and murdered them. <laughs> and it was a tie or a draw. Yeah, right. Yeah. So there's a little interesting one for you. I think they should definitely bring that back. One day games on the Sunday of a test match. Yes. Oh, yes, yeah. Mick. So was Chris Cairns involved? <laughs> well, it's probably not a good thing to say from an Englishman about murdering Zimbabwe when they were probably previously imperially occupied. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's Bumble for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But anyway, I I am I do think that 
regardless of whether they um, you know shift around the test because it's a bit harder, get those ODIs out of January and let the BBL take over. Channel 9 probably won't like it, but I just they're just competing. And imagine if after the Sydney test, all the Australian players could go play BBL for the next three weeks, yeah, including yeah, the yeah. final. Like Dave Warner and Steve Smith, that would be good, I think. And then play some ODIs in Feb if you want. Yeah, imagine watching Mitchell Stark Boulder, you yeah. know, Warner or whoever, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. And also, Australian T20 sort of probably get better because they're playing more. Yeah, they're playing yes. T20. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep, definitely. <laughs> well, that, that's my take on how they could um, fix up the uh, summer schedule. Um, we could talk about the test match that's currently going on. It's been pretty good. Yes, yes. My man, Nath, with the breakthrough today. I a thought... I thought um, Warner's been quiet, but pretty good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> serviceable, you know. Yeah, yeah serviceable. Blazy yeah. 170, Birdsy, yeah. what did he end up with? 130. Yeah. So we had two debut or maiden test stunts. Yes. As we mentioned, Dave Warner became only the third man in history to make uh, double t- like back-to-back tons in three test matches. Yeah. And, he's only, and he's done it in like oh, three yeah. years. And the other two... Uh, Sonil Gavisco, we spoke about in the last podcast, who's one of the greatest openers to ever play. And the other one is... Uh, Ricky Ponning. Ricky Ponning, the yeah. man who should be Sir Richard, really, but yeah. he's not. He's no, Australian. Because he fell over and got bought by him. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, so that's that's, that's, uh, that's pretty good company for old Davey Warner to get himself a month. So he's a... Uh, like, for a bloke who came in and was meant to be this slogger who yeah. was never going to make it at Test Cricket, he's becoming extremely... Special and well-rounded talent at this point. Uh, another another useless fact for you, Ross, is mm. uh, I think it was uh, Joe Burns's test average is now better than his first-class average. Oh, no. That would have happened a lot on the Australian side, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It That's would want to be, fact. is all I'll say. Yeah. 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 No, 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 I'm not standing down the useless fact. It's a good yeah. fact. Yeah. It's an interesting point that like you raised, Mick, about Warner. I actually think he's going to be... His best format is test cricket. Yes. Yeah. One one day as he's sort of just running, he's actually just an average player. Like he's good, but he's not like his figures and that. And he doesn't seem to play many, doesn't make many centuries in one day cricket that I can remember. Nothing match winning in that. But test cricket. So as well in one day cricket. Yeah. Yeah. Test cricket is just his game. Even more so than T20. And he does play a lot less T20 now that he's playing Test cricket. But and I think Verinda Sawag was right when he said that um, Test cricket would be his dominant form because of the fields they set. You know, yeah. there's no cover, yeah. there's no mid-wicket when you open the batting in a Test match. So you've got so much room in front of the wicket. Yeah. Yeah. In his hitting zone, yeah. his yeah. arc yeah. is through cover yeah. or through mid-wicket. It's just made for him. And no one's not going to yeah. put in a third slip. No, that's exactly no. right. Because you know, he can yeah. nick off. So you're yeah. going to have that three slips, yeah. but you've also got that massive gap through extra cover cover and also through mid-wicket. So he can just score runs there all day. Yeah, yeah. no, it's a, it's a good point. Um, I think the um, uh, New Zealand's real problem is their bowling. I mean, they've hardly taken a wicket or tour. I was watching that Craig bloke bowl. I thought it was Brendan McCullum bowling. Like, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I. Yeah. I yeah. yeah, I thought it was Brendan McCullum too. I think yeah. the issue with New Zealand's bowling, it's much the same as Australia's bowling really, besides from Josh Hazelwood. If the ball's not swinging, they haven't got many other uh, answers or any other tricks. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the same, obviously, with Stark and Johnson, but Hazelwood's more that back-of-the-length hit-the-pitch hard yeah. bowler. Mm. And the New Zealand don't really have that 
in yeah. their attack. Yeah. And we've got not the bicep sort of as well class. to come on. That That's right. A bit of reverse wing as well, I noticed. If, but if yeah. Bolt's not swinging the ball, Southie's not swinging yeah. the ball, and they just look military medium, you know. Yeah. It's so hard yeah, for them to get a wicket. They're about 135. Yeah, that's right. Over in New Zealand, when the ball's swinging, Trent Bolt's leaving. They've got some more green seamers over there, a bit like English conditions, isn't it? Yeah. So it's not the length sort of wicket. Deeply, you know? dobbly, medium paces get away with it, but not in Australia. Yeah. Which it, that that comment there, it's a bit more like English conditions would probably explain why they, when they played England not that long ago, yeah. probably fared a bit better than oh, we did. That's yeah. right, yeah, because yeah. it's it's more suited to their conditions. But with that being said, like they talked a lot of bravado and Tim South is going to do this and this boy's going to do mm. this and apart from Williamson, mm. um, no one's really done anything. No, yeah, like up till. Tried. I, you understand what he was trying to do today, but mm. you know, and that was gutsy and everything. But the reality is, apart from Kane Williamson and he's a hundred odd and he's fifty, sixty odd, he made today. <laughs> none of their bikes have really like Ross Taylor like struggled, and he's yeah. pretty much struggled every time he's come to Australia since his first tour. Yeah. Um, McCullum, you know, looked really ordinary in the first innings, and he's been a bit better in the second. But it's hard to yeah. tell because he got rained off before he really got moving. Yeah, he's McCullum's been cracked since the World Cup. Yeah, the final year. Yeah, he hasn't yeah. done anything. Mm. And that's the difficult thing. Like, if you're going to get on your high horse <laughs> and say you're holier than thou, yeah. and that you're this and you're that, you got to back it up with results. Because right now, the blokes who sledge and are assholes are making palms and winning. <laughs> so. Maybe, yes. maybe, you know what they say, good guys finish last. So. <laughs> but uh, moving, moving on now to some other international cricket, there was a big event this morning that I'm sure you all would have got up for. I watched the last 20 minutes of it. It was uh, the Warren versus Tendulkar T20 game in New York. Uh, at the home of the Mets? Yep, City, City Field. Yeah, City Field, yes. Home of the World Series yeah. losing did, Mets. Did, did any of you see that? No, no, I saw bits and pieces of it, Ross, to oh, be honest, but yeah. not uh, not a great deal. I saw the highlights on the news. I saw John D. Rhodes reverse hook six. Yeah. Oh, right. right, yes. So there was, oh, no. there was a few there's a few fans there, 30-odd thousand or something, and the, the, the ground did look a bit strange because they were running in a, through their baseball diamond, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's a few runs made. Yeah, because the way it was set up, the pitch was basically right behind second, where second base would be. Yes, out. that's right. Yeah. So, it was, so, it was, so you had the diamond, like the sand of the diamond. Did they cut out the mound, the pitcher's mound? Yeah, no, no, that was <laughs> But you basically had the, the sand of the diamond pretty much in the pitch met it. So they were, from yeah. that end, they were running through the... Well, I'm surprised Murley didn't get a game. He threw the ball his whole career. So <laughs> being on a baseball field, I would have thought that he would be right at home just yeah, chucking him down. There was a photo Reading of him. There, yeah, yeah, there right. is a photo of him and Warnie, and he's kitted up in Saxon's um Yeah, he uniform. played. He played. Oh, did he? Yeah. Uh, how many strikeouts did he get? Yeah. He wore number 800. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's how wild the groundskeeper would have been. So what you're saying is he didn't, he didn't wear number 15 degrees? No. That's how much. A bad. <laughs> less than, yeah, he had a less than symbol on his shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's for all those math nerds out there, yep. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. You. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty bad. I saw Curtly Ambrose bowling over of just absolute rubbish. Um, the yes, his hair, please. Have you seen his, his hair? His hair is, is, a, oh. is a treat. It's an absolute treat. She's sort of like your, your loose cornrow dread in oh. in a tight bun arrangement. It's, oh, it's fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> I thought, you know what I was thinking when you said shit hair? I thought it would be an old school 80s hip-hop flat top. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Like you used to rock. Yeah, no, she's your weird sort of... No, um, he's just gone for a single dread. 
a dread butt. Yeah, like a man that's, butt. that's really weird. It's so weird. But he, the rest of his head's shaved. He's got like a single yeah. dread that he winds up into a bun. Yeah. Well, I wonder if he went to Advanced Hair Studio just to get that dread put in. <laughs> actually bald and got a little bit of growth on top. I don't like, know. He like stapled one single dread to his yeah. head and just wound it around the stage. And that's why he's had to play <laughs> to pay warning uh, back for his Advanced Hair Studios. <laughs> Was Luke Gibson or Chris Cairns involved in this match? <laughs> no. I did. I did read during the week. I did read during the week though that I think um, Chris Cairns' wife left him because he was on the take. So yeah, he's on the take. Yeah. That's that's rough. Hey? Yeah. 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 Um, one, one other. It's really sad when bad things happen to bad people. Well, that's... <laughs> All of his dirty money, and now there's none left. She's yeah. left. Did she? True. She didn't give take... that car back. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, one other thing that did come across my desk this week was that um, Brad Hodge has a Masters in Business and Sports Management. What is that, please, Bullshit. Ross? I don't believe it. <laughs> but which fine institution does he have that? Was it the Australian Catholic College, was it? I, I think it might have been from the Pons Institute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I think the only place that Brad Hodge... Oh, I don't know. I won't go there. <laughs> well, he, played, he used to play for Melbourne Uni, so no, they slung him one. Ah, was maybe. That was his match payment one day. <laughs> He's a degree. Still, though, your kids can go to Harbour for free if you play ammo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly, sorry. Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of, of uh, international cricket news kicking around. Um, uh, India uh, beating South Africa in India at the minute. So it's, Did uh, you see... Of... Um... Hashim Amar gets stumped in this game, please? No. He's charged down the wicket. He's misread the wrong one by, from what I could see. Yeah. Um, I don't know who keeps for India at the moment. It's definitely Waha not Waha or something. Waha, right? Or yeah. Wahoo, the, you know, the football on the bench. <laughs> yeah. So... The, not Wahoo McDaniels, the old 70s wrestler. So out comes Amar. <laughs> yes, it was Wahoo McDaniels. That's where the difference comes He's charged down the wicket. He's missed it. Um, is it, it Waha or is it Wada? I'm not sure. Uh, W-A-D-A? It doesn't matter, mate. It doesn't matter to it's this It's not Greg, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's, sort of, it's bounced off old mate's guts or chest or something because he couldn't glove yeah. it. And it's just sort of trickled back onto the stumps. Oh, and he, cele- he celebrated like he's done your, your Tim Luderman leg side arrangement. Yeah. But he's done, he's just let it hit so him. It's, it's, the, old, it's, the, the, old, uh, it's the old Nick Felstead stuff. The old Chris yeah, Peck just yeah. bang. Allegedly. A little bit better than a brick wall because a brick wall would have probably rebounded too far. Too yeah, far, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's good that he's got a bit of pudding gap. So it's just gone <laughs> in like a yeah. human cat. So he's like, no, like a nice tight hedge. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lost some momentum. Yeah. Yeah. Lost yeah. some energy. Well, it's basically yeah. automatic yeah. weird keeper, isn't it? Yeah. You're out of your wicket, you missed it, you're yeah. out. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter yeah. what's happening, you're gone. Yeah. Sorry, let's continue with you. Look, that's very interesting. And I think. India, uh, England and Pakistan were still playing in the UAE. Um, someone won that. I can't remember now. I think Pakistan might have. I don't know. <laughs> someone won it. I think, someone won it. Yeah, I think nah, Pakistan shitted it. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, two, 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 something yeah, two tests and nil. So they should have won the first one, England, when they were doing that thing and they were saved by the bad light. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. Pakistan ran away with the next two test yeah, matches. Yeah. 
Oh, very good. I'm glad you're all over it, David. Probably as many people making this podcast are there, as there were in the ground watching those games. So. Oh, oh, I don't think so. There's more people making this podcast. <laughs> think of all the production staff we've got. <laughs> yeah, that's right. None. <laughs> don't forget to count them. Right in the sound, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Thank you. Boys, it's SoundCloud. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah. 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 Work at levels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Work at levels. <laughs> All our sponsors, like Foul Play there in um, Waterdale Road in West Heidelberg. Yeah. I've got to say, I've tracked more Melbourne Bitter in my life doing these podcasts than I have had outside of the podcast. So shout out to Melbourne Bitter. If you could send us a couple yeah. of crates, that'd be nice. Yeah. It's expensive now, too. Yeah. So pretty good. Yeah. Bloody hip tax. They yeah. put that Jippo tax on it. And it oh, unbelievable. Yeah. But for all your barbecued poultry needs, make sure you go to Foul Play on Waterdale Road. <laughs> Do you know where, sorry to get off topic, but that Foul Play shop, there's a, now a hydroponic centre right next to it, selling hydroponics. Wow. What an area to put it in. Yeah. West Heidelberg. Who would have thought the hydro would go so well? Yeah. And moving it's on. Smart business. Moving on. You People can... like hydroponic tomatoes. Yeah. 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 I want to grow a garden inside. <laughs> a special funky dizzy garden. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I, I don't understand why my electricity bill's doubled. Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Why is mad light emanating from this room? Yeah. 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 Also, if you go down to um, Foul Play, you get a special, and mention this podcast, you'll get a quarter chicken and chips for $6. Normally it's, <laughs> normally it's $5.50. <laughs> All right. Enough of our, uh, red, um, our um, trying to integrate those um, sponsorship reads we're meant to do, live reads we're meant to do. Sorry, I'm trying. Yeah, I think ACMA have rules about not doing live reads like that. So John, oh, okay. um, John Laws is always getting into trouble with them. Um, All right, we move on now to Ross's Outbox. Mm. Oh, hell, here yes. we go. And uh, this, this fortnight, I'm once again emailing James Sutherland. Uh, Dear James, it has recently come to my attention that you suggested beach cricket could be an Olympic sport. <laughs> beach cricket. <laughs> New paragraph. Never. <laughs> Never, I say. It's just not cricket. What next? Players wearing beach volleyball outfits to play the game? Where will it end? Next, they'll be letting gents into the members without a tie. <laughs> Tip meds will be wild. It's, oh, yes. it's simply not cricket. Yours in cricket, Ross. <laughs> nice, short, sharp one, yeah, Ross. Like, I'll get to the point. Um, I've also started up a Sutherland diary. Oh, hold on. Mm. Have you got? Yeah, is that slid across your desk, the Sutherland diary? No, well, I, I've just created it. I've got okay. it, the um, the just, leather the leather bound diary, twenty fifteen slash sixteen, and I'm marking the days as I wait for a reply from from James regarding oh, okay. uh, important issues that I've brought up recently with him about the Cricket Australia Chairman's Eleven. Still no reply mm. on that one, and now yep. adding to the diary, waiting for a reply on beach cricket as an Olympic sport. So how many days are we up to, please? Well, we're up to day 14. Yep. We are now of the... Um, not replying. Not replying about the Cricket Australia Chairman's 11. I'm just actually going to put the diary entry in now, so bear with me. Mm -hmm. uh, November 8th, there it is. Uh, just flick the page, there it is. Day 14, still haven't heard from James. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good with replying to emails, I hear. We're in the traffic. <laughs> oh, speaking of the Chief, I don't want to make this a football podcast, but Gillam McLaughlin played polo today. Polo. Wow. Yes. 
What was the name? Gillen. You probably yeah, yeah, probably yeah, yeah. And apparently he's a dead hand on the polo oh, field. God. Yeah, so it makes me sick. Gillen, you can piss off too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of our um, more favourite segments we have today: our Tip Medley update. Mm. Oh, how's it going? I've been out of uh, communication for a couple of weeks. Oh well, what apparently um, he's still on his making progress on his search for the century, but uh, <laughs> he unfortunately had to play an away game. Uh, Saturday, so he didn't he didn't get a chance to to make any um, impact on the current score, but he's he's stuck on forty three not out at the moment. So, yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah. I spied Tip Madsley down at Seddon Reserve, the home of the the mighty West Island United Roosters, mm-hmm. um, and I can say. He's probably close to 100 at the West Island Roosters just after his <laughs> performance on Saturday. Um, he abused me about my field placements, so I got a rare trip to the bowling crease, Ross, uh, on the weekend. Uh, three for 20 off eight overs, but that doesn't matter. Um, so I was abused thoroughly about my long on and long off options. Um, I He maybe failed to realise that it was a one-day game in the sort of last uh, few yeah. overs. And they would be going to tonk off my left arm, Darren Lehman, door knobbers. Yeah, was he 69 out of that? Oh, he was about <laughs> probably closer to the century than not. Yeah. Um, and also, when I batted, uh, I was trying to slog sweep, and I very handsomely slog sweep the couple, but again, yeah. that's not the time plus. Yeah. And he told me that I've moved my head too much. <laughs> uh, see, I'm not too sure. Maybe the, the century of beers had just made him a bit woozy, and his head was moving. Got a bit long Yeah, and <laughs> he couldn't quite pick focused. me up. Yeah. As, um, as a, uh, oh, I see yeah, your point. Yeah, seeing three of your yes, heads. Maybe right. not when square leg moved. That was you. Potentially, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's uh, the tip medley update for for this weekend, Ross. Oh, thank you very much. We move now into listener feedback, and um, Kirby Bell has got in touch with us and said, "Get Alex back. No Alex, no mid-off podcast. Exactly. Would like more information on the checkerboard pattern, please." Well, hopefully well, we well on that first sentence, a bigger lie has never been spoken. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm, sure I'm not sure if you saw the numbers last week, um, but through the roof without Alex. Right. Oh, through the roof. I beg to differ. Did not miss a I beat without they went, they, went, they went that hard through the roof, the tiles are still coming down. They came back around yeah. to make it look like it was lower, but they had gone all the way through every number that they had to come back. And I just I had a one word um, response from another listener, Tip Madsley. He said, "Unlistenable." <laughs> so on the on the forty five or hour drive from uh, the sunny Torquay talks, he couldn't quite get through the the mid off podcast. Is that what no, you say? I, I don't know. I, I, I think he's holding out on us for some reason. Anyway, yeah. he yeah. seems to know a lot about what goes on on the podcast yes. for a man. For someone yeah. who, who 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 is vehemently denies that he listens, yes, yes. Anyway, this has been the Mid Off Cricket Podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash midoffcricketpodcast and Facebook, facebook.com slash midoffcricketpodcast and now on Twitter at midoffcricket. And we're also on the Inside Crokenbush website where you can check out great Sheffield Shield roundups every single round. And we're coming soon to iTunes because Alex, our technical guru, is back. And that's his job yeah, this week. I like how it changed from David, our technical guru, to Alex, our technical I'm the social media whisperer. Social um, media whisperer. You've got to yeah. get your roles and responsibilities correct, okay? I'll give you position description next week. I'll be in line, mate. Yeah. yeah. And middle manager, Mick. Okay. Our next podcast... <laughs> 
Tells me what to do other side. Tells you what. Our next podcast will be in a fortnight, sandwiched between the second and third tests against the Black Caps. There'll be plenty to talk about. Shield cricket plus Premier cricket and the WNCL final. Until next time, this has been the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Thanks for listening.